Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Uh, Alistair, yes. Um, did you know that on the Patreon right now, uh, Alistair and Andy have both uh, uploaded a copy that Jack Druce recorded of My Client is Innocent from our comedy festival this year. Now, if you would like to see a version of My Client is Innocent from our comedy festival this year, you just join our Patreon at any tier. It doesn't matter. It was We kind of put it up there. It's like uh, as, as a thank you for anybody who supports us. So thank you very much for, for supporting us. And to any people who consider supporting us to do it, Thank you, too, for in the future. <laughs> Goodbye, and now we go into the episode. Salamander, 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 Alistair, I love the way that the start of our episodes now, whenever you have to do a plug, I think what the joke is when you pretend to talk to yourself yeah. Is you're making? I think. I think what you're doing there is you're making fun of the ones where I would try and plug something by asking you a question or having a conversation. Yeah, and I yeah. love that, that. What you're parodying yeah. is the idea of two people talking to each other. <laughs> but, I know, but it's it's. I, I think it's more parodying the idea of you talking to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> more specifically. Me Especially. talking to you has had it too good for too long, and it's about time somebody <laughs> took it down from its high horse. Hello, and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the podcast mm. where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy, yeah. and yes, I'm and Alistair I'm, George I'm William right. Trombley Birchall. I'm loving this so far. Yeah. Uh, Alistair, just before we started the podcast, we were talking yeah. about how you are using <laughs> You're using a gel, a, a mouse pad that has like a, a raised gel section to, to rest your wrist on. Yes. Right? And I yep. assume because of how f- how much you've been working over the last two months that yep. now the gel has started to leak out. You've yes, ruptured it. <laughs> mm, yes, I've, I have a very heavy wrist when I'm working. <laughs> and the solution that you've got to that I problem. I put little bits of pa- paper over the hole and try <laughs> to contain as much of the gel in there as possible. <laughs> yeah, so you're, bas- you're piling garbage over it. Yeah, well right? now I've you're just scraping found a little plastic some of bag. Your- I found a little plastic bag. I don't know what it was, but it must have held a that microphone or something. Oh, some gel is really escaping. That's not making this sound any though. less like a pile of garbage. <laughs> oh, some. Oh, look! I've just found some toilet paper. Uh, I'll oh, be able to... Andy, it's it's not garbage. Uh, it has a plastic bag in it. Uh, well, Andy, this heap. All the mm. all the all the recycling uh, centers are are <laughs> going out of business, and I'm actually yes. one of the few people who's actually recycling things in a way yeah. that is. Uh, a bit more, um, it, at least at the moment, it's not causing me to to collapse financially. 
Well, initially I was disappointed when I discovered that those people who claim to be recycling the soft plastics that we've been collecting and taking to the supermarket, that they are, in fact, just shoving them into into warehouses, even, just cramming even them bigger, in. bigger, the ones that we pick, we cram them all into bags and then take yes. them there. And they, I guess, eventually cram them into even bigger bags and then they put them next to, <laughs> I, I, I assume, a much larger fridge. <laughs> Well, that's it. I mean, I was initially annoyed, and then I was like, "That's what I do. I've got all these things that I've been meaning to meaning to take to the recycling. I just keep shoving them into nooks and crannies. Mm. Who, why am I? Who, who do I think I am? Right? Indeed, they are recycling them as a potent metaphor for everybody's inability to deal with their own mm. uh, responsibilities. I don't. Yes. I don't think it." There is a greater. I think it's 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 art, as far as I'm concerned, mm. and and yes, I th- well, as such, I think it should be celebrated. I suppose what is really being recycled is the responsibility to recycle these uh, these mm. items, right? So yes. I, I'm you know I'm I'm going to pass it on to you, and you're going to mm. recycle it, and then you're going to pass it on to someone else, and they're going to mm. recycle it. And, Indeed. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, now, is there any sketch idea in that? Um, um, I mean, I you know, I, I reckon I could at least say some of that as stand up. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, but is that a sketch idea? Couldn't it be? Mm. Um, oh, let's see. Uh, I mean, there's we... also. I mean, I mean that it is almost a bit like pr- the producers-y, where the idea is you start a recycling company and all you got to do is rent a large area, mm. and then you get the money for taking the garbage Mm. but the recycling part is actually quite expensive so (laughs) you just so you actually just take it until your area is filled yes and then you and then your company collapses yeah (laughs) i mean that is that is seems to me like actually quite a viable model essentially you've it's essentially what you've done is you've just made a sort of inner city garbage dump (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's Where, not it's not landfill it's 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 building fill yeah it's on top of it's on top of the land so we're not mm. actually filling the land the land is already filled with more land with land yeah 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 so it's kind of it's it's just kind of putting land it's yeah it's cover it's land cover i i like to think that they really are ramming it in there as well like mm. like I like me shoving more plastic bags under the sink that they have I guess a <laughs> they have a, a big tractor with I'm imagining an enormous foot on the front of it that they use to keep driving in and out of the roller doors mm. cramming it in more and more. That's right. Now that's uh, a nice it, that's a nice visual for the sketch then, that we're gonna make about this LSD. Oh uh, yes, an industrial sized foot, is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. A tractor with a big foot on the front. Yes, a boot, sort of a uh, you know, a boat you would imagine maybe a person who climbs a beanstalk would uh or you know, climbs down a beanstalk. Mm-hmm. Did they Most ever talk the about way. how the giant got up into the clouds, or is that where they're born? In Jack and the Beanstalk. It's a great question because you would think, I mean, that we've established that the giant's very heavy, you know. Mm. You, you'd think he, if, if any creature were to evolve it on a cloud, it mm. wouldn't be an enormous giant. It would, it would be, you know, a, a, a tiny, like, like a wisp-like character sure. who maybe floats on an updraft 
has has very broad sort of um, wing flaps, or maybe yeah. produces a silken sort of net from its butthole yeah, uh, like that a, it can like use to catch the wind. Like a spider who can somehow hover on the mm. uh, magnetic waves or something like that, like mm. that are the uh, Earth's magnetic field oh, or yes. something like that. Oh yes, oh you yes, know? all of that. Maybe maybe on the surface tension, but between two layers of atmosphere. It's a really good idea. I mean, mm. we know that clouds actually uh, create their own um, gra- uh, electrical charge uh, separation. That's what's happening in a storm cloud. Oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, I think maybe if the giant was made out of small torn up pieces of paper or um, or balloons or cat's hair, then uh, then it's very reasonable to think that it would be able to hover uh, in a cloud. This is quite a boring conversation. Alastair, I just wanted to say <laughs> earlier earlier when I was talking about the gel pad yeah. for your oh, yeah. mouse pad. Sure. I was thinking then that like maybe as a form of, as a for, if if the gel's leaking out anyway, yeah. maybe as a form of body augmentation, yeah. you could take that gel and inject it into your wrist. Oh, that's a good idea. And now you've got a you've got a you know one of those wrist pads, a relaxing wrist pad mm. everywhere you go. That's true. For whatever it is that you're doing. You know, whatever activity you, you've got, something that you can rest your wrist on. Oh. Maybe you're, um, maybe that, you're that, stroking a small uh, animal. When you say rest your wrist, are you putting a W in front of the rest? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> and at the end as well. Ah, uh, yes, rest mm. wa. <laughs> your wrist wa. <laughs> well, it's another silent W. Oh yes, 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 yes. Well, I don't consider the uh, the first one silent. I actually pronounce it rest, ref, wrist, 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 I'm a warrider. I mean, I do, I do, I do like that's good. Yeah, I think that's very good. You know. Body augmentation doesn't just have to be sort of for cool, edgy people. Why aren't we using it to make office workers more productive? Yeah, or you more know, ergonomic. Now, we know, you know, a lot of people are unplugging from the office. They're working. They can work anywhere, except they don't have a little resting wrist pad, do they? That's right. No. So, it's one of the few so things maybe, stopping. Um, Maybe you can have all those parts of the, the, mm. what you would other the luxuries of the office. You could have them Im- inserted into your body. Maybe you could have one of those ergonomic kneeling chairs permanently attached to the front of your legs. Maybe you could have a coffee machine um, mm. under one of your armpits. You could have half a pen attached to your index and half a pen mm. attached to your thumb. Yes, and when you yeah. bring to them together with their yeah. powers combined you get they a full become pen. a full pen yes but uh, of course when you split it in half all that ink link leaks out well, yeah well that's There's... that'll encourage you to keep working then won't it yes and very much so <laughs> not not slack off mm. and then when your when your boss comes around to check on well, you comes around to your house you won't he'll look at you and it. say you've you're covered in ink you won't need to have your boss come around because you'll have one surgically implanted standing uh, over your shoulder. Very good. I mean, could could we do that? Could we have a tiny boss? Have we already had this idea? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we might have already had this idea a of tiny a tiny boss, boss who's mm. on your desk 
and who tries to boss you around and that sort of thing. But when oh, we originally we had that idea, yeah. it was so that you could um, you could push him around and ignore him. Yeah, well, right? I don't think he was. So a, I don't know if he was a boss. He was just a bossy guy. Oh, okay. but actually, right. but I think the idea of having little bosses, you know, mm. finding a way of splitting the current management into mm. ten different little micromanagers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then sending them to the off, uh, to the home offices. Mm, I think I, agree. I think that's a fun idea. It is a fun idea, but I also do like your your suggestion of like you know maybe you just have one boss's eyeball and a little boss's mouth sort of grafted onto the sort of the top side of your head, mm. looking down at what you're doing, and then it can you it can shout at you if you if you're not working hard enough. You know just here a boss's mouth. Yeah, a little boss's mouth. There. Up, boss's. Up. <laughs> oh, you know what would happen? What would happen? I don't know. Something. You'd end up, you know, things would happen oh, in I'm, the I'm, night. You know, you know what? You're right. Something things would probably happen. Would. You know, but I mean, there'd be I incidents. don't know what would happen. That's why I asked you. That's why I said, do you know what would happen? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know. Yes. Yeah, That's how a conversation works. Well, I think, imagine that just like you're sleeping and it's just breathing in your ear. Mm. You'd have to put us. You'd, you'd end up putting a sock in it. Yes, do you, I hope. I hope nothing inappropriately sexual would take no. place. Well, that would be inappropriate for the boss. Imagine how to many use ribs their you'd have tiny to have removed for anything. <laughs> mm. If it's too small, you could only put a pube in there anyway. <laughs> but that's not okay. It's not okay. Oh, nobody's doing that, are they? Nobody's saying suck my pubes. Nobody's doing that. Andy, don't say that. That's not because I mean, if you just put that in as a keyword, "suck my pubes" into into a a website right now, I bet you something will come up. Nobody's tying their pubes together. Plat plat our pubes together. That's plat a beautiful. That's a beautiful romantic gesture to have on plat your my, wedding day. Plat my to, pubes so that it looks like a Viking's beard in front of. <laughs> In front of the, it here in front of God and both our families, I we are going to, to plait our pubes together, so that we are forever entwined. You see, it's when you thought when you misunderstood when somebody said <laughs> platitudes, <laughs> uh, and you said you said plait our pubes, <laughs> and is it Did now time to exchange to, platitudes? Oh, I suppose so. <laughs> and then you unzip. Of untuck. course, a, pl- a platitude is a sort of a very mild word of of of, of kindness that that means almost nothing, <laughs> and in fact serves to underline the distance that lies between two people. And oh, I think that's yes. a beautiful a beautiful thing to include in the wedding ceremony. <laughs> well, you know when you how when are you? You're looking well. You know, that I mean, kind of thing. but isn't isn't that what most speeches are mm. after a wedding these days as well? Where it's just like, all right, now's all the things that we've heard people say a thousand times. Mm. Correct. Um, let's uh, let's just go and uh, hear somebody say them from a slightly different point of view, but still somehow keep them keep it embarrassing. Mm. Mm. Um, embarrassing platitudes. Uh, yeah, um, platitudes. Okay. Platitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, or Platitudes. wait, or wait. Oh, I just realized 
add ergonomic designs. Ah, to the human body and the human body. <laughs> I think. You know. Um, sure. Body a, and a, body. A, a wheelie um, chair. Can I can I give a little mm. shout out to Ross? Ross from the United Kingdom who came to my live show last night at Comedy Republic in Melbourne here because Ross mm. is from the United Kingdom and he he is backpacking through Australia right now for you know for 3 months. I think he only has a month left. I don't think he's going to do any fruit picking. Um but he is also friends with another person who has appeared, his name has appeared on the show, uh, Kieran McFadgen, who sometimes s- sends in three words from a listener. And I just thought I would say thanks for coming and seeing a live show and for, you know, he wanted a photo uh, and all that kind of stuff. But hey, it's nice. It's nice That's to see people. Extremely nice. It's nice not, um, to, not, not only to feature uh, the, on, on our podcast a, a shout out to a listener, but also mm. a shout out to another listener and a shout out to the relationship between those two li- uh, listeners. Well, I love to the put bond. in a few shout outs. Mm. We're, we're building the world building on this. That's right. Uh, from the from the big podcast. from the long the long tit universe. It's like it's like fucking Game of Thrones over here. Mm, it's like trying to remember all the characters. Yes. Um. Now, Andy. Um, yes. No, quickly though, Al, tell me, how yeah. did the gig go last night? Was it good? It went pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I was trying a little bit of stuff um, that in the middle that I was trying to add an extra line to this bit about how I decided not to kill myself, to never kill <laughs> myself. And I was trying to do an extra bit about um, about uh, how I was like... This is you know, a bit about you being here for a uh, long time, for, not a good time. I'm here for a long time, not a good time. And so then I was trying to say, well, because I think if ever it came to like... Me wanting to stay, and you know, want, me wanting to make one of those decisions where it's like, oh, things are so bad, I would consider that kind of bad, doing bad things to myself. I think I would rather go out and just run away and live in the woods. Mm. And then I, what I thought would be funny would then to to have the realization that um, that actually, if I was to spend a lot of time in the woods, I would also die there. Um, <laughs> but. Um, and then I tried to I tried to play again on the long time good time thing, but I'm here for a long time, not for a freeze in a ravine time. But anyway, the audience <laughs> let me know through the absence of laughter that it wasn't actually funny. <laughs> so I Andy, mean, went, while you're chuckling right now, Andy, I don't. Well, I want you to know that you're incorrect. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I I'm 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 chuckling. Uh, I I do think it's funny, yeah. but I also think that this tightrope that you're trying to walk of yeah. what what m- more morbid and depressing bits can I add to my bit about killing myself? That not, will... not killing myself. I'm not no, going to ever right. do it. It's a, bit about, it's a bit about not killing myself. It's actually very hopeful and upbeat. It's actually a really positive suicide. But... <laughs> no, I'm talking about not suicide. Surely that's what we should be doing. I know it's hard. It's hard to not make it seem like people should worry about me. But I actually, yeah. genuinely, have, I have no interest at all in it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, why are you talking about it so much? Um, well, because <laughs> I think it's an important thing to talk about. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I'll be hanging around for a while and not in the sense of dangling by my neck. Because <laughs> um, I think a lot of people say, well, you should, you know, you should talk to your friends about stuff like that. And you go, well, you should also talk about your friends about not stuff as well. Mm. So the stuff, I think, is often means like, you know, killing yourself. And so not stuff. Anyway, this is going really well. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's good, isn't it? It's, it is nice to... I mean, you've got to get pretty close to somebody, though, before you can, you can talk to them about that kind of stuff. I'm That's just, the whole thing. You've got I'm, to have a, a, a friend. No, I'm doing it in front of a group of uh, strangers. You're right. And maybe that's, maybe that's also how you fast track towards becoming a friend. You know, you, you right. go straight think... to, the, to the big stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not afraid. It's, it's, a, it's a new type of, you could be a guy who pioneers a new type of radical small talk. Mm. <laughs> it Revolutionises. It's actually it's so it's so radically small. It's actually almost big. Yes. Well, because you would you would have to look at it in a microscope, and then uh, it actually gets big again. That's how it appears. That's, it appears big, mm. which to me means that it is big. Because you know when we when we say things like "Oh, nice day," the weather's good, that sort of thing, that is just like um, commenting on the external. Um, world, yeah. But we we could we could introduce, mm. we could bring in commentary on the internal world. Sure, it's just... dark and stormy in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, beautiful weather we're having in your head today. Mm. Ah, yes. Thank you for noticing. Yes, I um, I had a beautiful chocolate croissant earlier, which really lifted my. Sunny, yes. sunny disposition. disposition. There we go. Smiley with a chance of tears later in the day. Wow, that's how happy. Like you're suggesting, is that what you're saying? No, or you know, uh, I guess, I guess maybe it, it it could turn at any moment. <sighs> maybe if you mm. see a um, maybe a, a car ad or something like that. Uh a car ad. Yes, you yeah. think that'll turn you around? <laughs> well, I think it could make you sad or, you know, it could make you cry sometimes because they're so oh, emotional. Oh, I or, see what Or maybe, maybe one of the actors in the ad is somebody who you thought was dead and then you realize they had just told you that <laughs> and then left your life. Um, you know, maybe something like that. I think a sketch about um, uh, faking your own death yeah. is a very... Is, is 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 rich and fertile. Whether or not it perhaps is a company that advertises their services in helping you to fake your own death, mm. or it's just somebody's attempts to fake their own death. I um, mean, yeah. I mean, do you think that that would be a, you know you could you could advertise this? You're a company that advertises it, faking your own death as a way of becoming a big star. <laughs> now, how does that help you to become a big star? Well, firstly, by faking your own death, you get to you say goodbye to your current life, mm. and probably be, have to become a new person. I suppose and, it is a kind of a declaring bankruptcy. You know, yeah. it's a it's a becoming insolvent, yeah, uh, but for, with relationships. Be, yeah, but with relationships, I'm going to legally phoenix my personality, mm, my right. identity, and then you also kind if, of have to like not go back to the old places you used to go. Yeah, I mean, if a company can do it, it feels. 
it feels appalling that a person that it's you're not allowed to become a new person. I don't know Why if there's any laws. I don't know if there's any laws stopping you from not from becoming a new person. I think you can technically leave everybody in your life and go and change your name. Yes, but there, you know. Um, oh, but you can't. You can't be. You can't say that you're officially dead. Yeah, exactly, and you can't declare that um, those relationships are no longer meaningful in a legal sense. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. say. And and if somebody comes and tries to track you down and ask you, you know, about your, your your past and why everything went wrong and that sort of thing, you're not able to say, well, legally, that's not me that you're talking to anymore. So I don't have to answer <laughs> any of these questions. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you could do is if you could really play a long game, if you really wanted to do this properly, you could go and find a way of basically saying that you've had a baby off the grid and registering it, you know, registering it through births and marriages and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then in about 16 years or 18 years, maybe mm. then you would then destroy yourself, you know, it will kill your original personality, yeah. fake your death yeah. And then yep. you would assume the identity of this other person who mm. is apparently 18. You'll be much older. <laughs> but I think this is a really good idea. And I think maybe we should start a company that does that part of it, where we just start the identities of people. Not, uh, and it's not identity theft. It's actually um, identity agriculture. We grow mm. these identities over a period of time until they are mature, and then you're able to come along and purchase them, and they have absolutely everything that you would want to come with that. You know, maybe we've had actors yeah. in costume interacting with people, mm. you know, with quite, with quite easily replicated disguises, mm. and, you know, uh, interacting with people, developing relationships and that sort of thing. They could, they mm. could, over the course of a day, they could probably maintain four or five identities and sets of interactions if they're a good enough actor. And then, you know, when they're 25, 30, 40, those identities are rich and, and full mm. and ready to be sold, plucked and sold. And of course, it, it had just occurred to me, I was like, oh, they, you know, they'll want to see the baby at some point. Right. Mm. And, and then, you can just bring another baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, because you'll probably have to have like, you know, like maternal health nurse kind of meetings and things like that, which mm. like you realize that they do for medical reasons, but they probably also do so that the government's like, is this a real baby? Yeah. We got to see the baby. Yeah. Somebody's got to see we, the baby. That's why they've got to weigh the baby to make sure it's not a hologram. Exactly. Yeah. This yeah. baby, this baby has a physical form, right? It's not just a trick, but that's right. Trick of the light. And it's that's not an optical at, illusion. At, at three years old, they do have that one where it's like they ask them to hop, and they ask them mm. to like look at some images and tell you know is this a group of ducks or whatever like that, mm. and um, and that's got to be so that it's not like an AI. That's essentially like a little computer test. Yeah, it's a ca that you're it's, not a robot. It's essentially a human capture type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, is this anything identity I mean, agriculture? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll. Yeah, yeah. Agriculture. But I mean, you know who would love this? 
um, the underworld. Ah. Because to be able yeah. to like, you know, and probably you could also sell stuff to like, you know, like intelligence services. I mean, I know that they've got the in on with the government and they can probably just make fake, you know, fake identities anyway. Just throw it into the system. Mm. But, yeah, you know, but these will be more realistic and more fill, fill, filled out. Mm. Yeah, it's like uh, you need that um, like provenance, you know, like you do for like a for a dog, for like an old, like a painting or something like that. Yes, for a dog. Are you thinking? No, I think you're thinking of Florence. That's where you find <laughs> dogs. <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking of, Florence. Those Florence dogs. Um, I, you know, you've heard of the black market. Well, this is the the bloke market. This is where you can go and and buy a bloke. Our identity yeah. of a bloke it doesn't really work. Forget about it. Well, I just wanted know. to say bloke market. No, that was good. Maybe you could spell bloke yeah, with thanks. a B L O C K E. Yeah, so, the like block. No, no, no. <laughs> There's no, an E bloke. at the end. It's gonna be a hard. Oh, okay. It's gonna be a hard C K. C K E. Yeah, nice. Well, it still be, have to be a hard O, I suppose. That's the part. The block A. Mm. Um, but then you'll you could also get a woman. You know. You know how um, soap used to be a, a block, and now it's a liquid. Well, not always, but yeah. You know, it, yeah, it pretty much always now though. It's a liquid. It used to be a solid, but now it's a liquid. I, I get a, I get a bar. I still use a bar. I bought a. I, I went back to bars recently. That's why I'm bringing this up. I think body, I think body wash bars. is such a scam. So I've never, I've never really bought into it. You're absolutely right. See, it's an enormous scam. You know, because it came out when when people were using loofahs, but most people have, have given up on the loofah. And that's mm. the loofah is the only place where it makes sense because the body wash needs to be lathered. Whereas if you're using it like soap, it doesn't make sense. There's just vast quantities that are just run uh, like are just runoff. Be washed down the drain. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you, you're right, Alistair. But I was wondering, have we consider? You know, if we can, if if I'm assuming that all liquids work mm. equally well in in a solid form like that, like mm. other stuff. What else could we get? as a little bar that you can just sort of lather up and wipe onto things. Mm. I'm thinking maybe mayonnaise, maybe a, a, a you know, a, a cake of mayonnaise oh, that you can or, just lather mm. up the mayonnaise between your hands under the tap like that and then wipe that onto the, onto the slice of bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or what about butter? You know you get melted butter? What about that? Mm. You could get that in like a bar form. And you could, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really you could good like idea. Maybe just scrape it off with like a knife. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, I like that and a then lot. put it on to like toast and things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great. <laughs> well, what about like, you know, like liquid cement? You could mm. sort of get that maybe in like a sort of like a hard cement. Hard, very hard. Form. Yeah. Yeah. That'd um, be good. What's another example? I don't know if you're making fun of me or not. Yeah, well, maybe. (laughs) Um, Well, okay, let's find it. Like, okay, what's another liquid? So we got juice. Mm, uh, juice, We got gravy. uh, Gravy, yeah, nice, solid gravy. Get put, you know, um, 
you could, you know, a, a, a gravy bar like that. And mm. if you want to put gravy all over your chicken or something that you're making, I suppose, you could you could get the bar wet and then lather up the chicken. Oh, you know, I mean, all over. Maybe you know have what? a loofah. Yeah, I would love a gravy loofah. That's where I was heading. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody has. It's like a fork, a mm. knife, a spoon. Oh, really good a gravy loofah. A, a dining loofah. <laughs> You know, and any sauces, you know, because a loofah would be a perfect way to dress a salad. You lather mm. up the you lather up the dressing, you lather up the yes. gravy, you pop it on each piece of meat. You know, you're picking up the meat, or you know, in your case, I suppose it would be like a like a tofu. You know, a nice a nice vegetarian gravy there, just being getting all bubbly and soapy and things like that, and kind of mm. you know getting it all in there. You're getting it all over your hand. It's good though. Yeah, great. And then this idea, gravy soap on a rope. And you have it in the shower. Yes, that's right. That's that, you, You're completely correct. Um, you know, I'm amazed there hasn't been a Vegemite soap. When we In Australia, we're currently mm. part, running a campaign to make a Vegemite version of everything. That's true. They've done they a, they've will... done a, ve- a Vegemite Tim Tam at some point, right? They, they Trump yes, tried they it. Yes. So they've done they've done a Vegemite. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A scroll, I suppose. They've done Vegemite scrolls. They've done Vegemite cheese spread. I saw a Vegemite chicken recently, like roast chicken, Vegemite roast chicken. Uh, in a supermarket, mm. but I think it's time for Vegemite to move beyond the food. Food, the yeah. Gr- the well, food you know, group VB, food. the the beer mm. VB managed to get a its own uh, its own cologne, a VB smell of you know old pub get or whatever. It. Well, there you go. And so, I mean, a Vegemite cologne. What would you think about that? Yeah, I think it's what great. About? What about a Vegemite car? It's mm. it's a car, but. It's infused with Vegemite. Yeah. I mean, Does that is smell? basically my car at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> On account of all the sandwiches that have been trodden into the back seat. Oh, man. The life of a parent and, like, just the amount of, like, filth that you can like you can put up with. Mm. Mm. Do you remember, like, did you ever have, like, one of those bins for your kids' nappies where it was, like, it has a built-in, it has a bag and like a kind of its own bag system. But then yeah. it's like, it's supposed to like seal off, you yeah. know, air from getting in and out of these, you yeah. know, when you put a dirty nappy in there. Did you yeah. ever have one of those? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I and don't then, really remember what it was like because I think we ran out of the bags so quickly. Yeah. You're, that's that's the problem. Anything that you got to replenish, well, it's, you're done for, right? I but then get a special bag you this. just get you just get used to having like n- really dirty nappies on the ground. You go, oh, fuck, I better take this outside <laughs> at some point because you find it like a day later and you go, Jesus, not usually shitty nappies, but like... <laughs> yeah, you know, but sometimes... Occasionally you go, oh, yeah. fuck, it's just like in some hectic... 
yeah. situ- situations. You know, like, there's sometimes, like, you're dealing with, like, shitty nappies and you're like, honey, this is a two-person job. <laughs> that is the, that is, like, you know, just, like, crisis. I'm yeah. just, like, yelling. Like, don't put any of your limbs in it. Don't put any of your limbs in it. Keep everything in the air. Don't grab at it. Stop it. Stop. Yeah, well, like there are there are there are edges that oh, that are overspill. Like, yes, or you know, or just right at that at that tipping point, and you feel like you're you're looking at a a, a dam with a crack mm. in it, yeah. teetering over a small mountain village. You know what they should do? They should have built in. You know, and this, maybe this is something Huggies could do. Mm. Is um, sort of like hydro power, but for nappies, because you know, like, because yeah. there's all these years of babies with just pushing things out with such an enormous force. Mm-hmm. Well, you see the look on their faces. You know that there's there's some a, there's some actual energy like some, conversions some, taking place. Yeah, there's definitely some kilojoules being spent. Mm. Like that, and that to catch that all that energy to turn a tur- a little turbine in there, that as it is climbing up their back and down their thighs and mm-hmm. things like that, and, mm. and filling up their shorts and yeah, this uh, is energy that is mm. going to waste. I mean, and this is be great. You know what this would be great for because there's already that um, anxiety when you're talking to somebody and they reveal that they use reusable nappies. Right, and you don't, and you feel that guilt of like, oh, that's right, I've said I'm going to. In fact, I have your reusable nappies somewhere in the house, but I've never managed to maintain that thing. You can come back at them with, well, actually, we we use a hydroelectric nappy that generates <laughs> electricity yeah. for the yeah, grid. Yeah. What's the what's the solid version of hydro? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if they've. They don't, they've come up with one of those. No, because like you know, there's, there's like you know, there's, because <laughs> hydro. What is what is the exact meaning of hydro? I think that probably means water, or or something. Yeah, I mean hydroelectric means water from, um, no, I mean electricity from water. I would say so. Yeah, relating to water. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're very rarely talking about a particularly solid solid anyway. So I think, you know. That's true. I mean, you know, but is any solid a particularly solid solid, you know? You're Mm. thinking, well, if I apply force to it, then it changes shape, (laughs) right? But is that not every solid? I, I mean, I was thinking that a lot of the time it's just flowing around the place, as you've described, which makes Mm. it... Yeah, liquid. I mean, di- so- di- hired, hi- di- hydro, diet, hired, diarrhea, diarrhea, hydro, di- yeah, diarrhea, hydro, dielectric, Generation. Oh, that was good. This has been some good time. It feels like we're pushing something out right now. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, everybody. I mean, <laughs> it's bad enough. It's bad enough to do an extended um, sloppy kid shit riff. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, when yeah. the riff itself is not flowing well, and so it's also painful in that regard. Yeah, no, it's a it's a big hard nugget of a of a mm, riff of a concept yeah. to uh, to get moving. Mm. But I think your your little you know diaper generation thing. Yeah, um, that's something. Yeah, sure, nappy hydro. Even uh, if it's just a concept that we invent purely so that you can feel you have a mo- the moral high ground at uh, absolutely at over over the, the reusable nappy people. Yes, at first year, you know, birthday parties. Yeah, first birthday parties. I I mean I I feel you know I feel like at some point we're going to discover that actually nappies you like you know disposable nappies are. will become an important part of some ecosystem right because eventually some kind of uh some kind of natural selection will take place in sort of Mm. garbage dumps and things like that where they're going to realize that you know like that that there's going to be some creatures that will be adapted to eating these yeah there will be a rich and varied system like that that gathers around hydrothermal vents mm, exactly there'll be wonderful creatures there that live in the darkness that's right needing any energy from the sun that's right and they'll eat these things and they will be unique in their own ways and then one day the nappies will run out and then we will be sad and then we will be sad at losing another unique creature Exactly. Right. Uh, so there's you know, nothing our own negligence through our own negligence that we started uh, with the whole world that adapted to reusable nappies and oh somehow the reusable nappies people they will just diminish they will diminish the value of the life of these creatures they shouldn't have existed but ah that's just ideology you see I every, was thinking oh, yeah. recently <laughs> that like is are we are we too negative about landfill Right, like I think, I think there's a big like, oh, it's just going into landfill. There's a big negative thing about that, but I think in in my mind, landfill is literally the only successful form of carbon sequestration that we've ever undertaken. Mm. Right, whenever we are burying something in, like you know, all these plastics and sh- stuff that we're burying in the ground, as long as it's not going into the ocean and destroying the ocean, I think it, if we're triaging all the ways in which we're fucking up the world, landfill is actually it's almost a good thing. Everything that ends up in landfill is not is is out. It got out. It got out of the system. It's, it's out not- of this. It's not killing yeah. a it's not killing a dolphin or something like that. Yeah, but also like I we're, mean, some we're stuff might be burying, leaching into the ground. And yeah, we're the burying. Water. Um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, obviously, obviously. But like again, in the scheme of things, mm. I mean, we're we're putting stuff directly into the water in other in other parts of that's the, true existence. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think I'm pro landfill. So I'm, you think this is an ad? This is an ad uh, for the. I think we can feel happy about landfill campaign. Yeah, and I think even plastics in themselves, I realize exist in the environment for ages, you know, destroying the the marine ecosystems, microplastics get into our bodies, all that sort of stuff. But if we were a bit more pro landfill and we're like, hey, if we bury this, if we can get this into the ground, then we don't have to that's actually quite good. That is carbon that is being taken mm. out of the carbon cycle. Yeah. And we that's that's a great thing. Have a campaign that's like bury it, 
bury your problems. Yeah, yeah. But it's not like I mean, if if it would be, it would work, especially if we were somehow making our plastics from carbon in the atmosphere, rather than stuff. Yes, that's like that deep would in be really good. That yeah. would be really good. But um, that you know, I mean, also every plastic bag that you use, that's that. I mean, maybe that those hydrocarbons. I'm not sure, but maybe they would have ended up being burned in petrol or something maybe the more plastic you use yeah the the less um fossil fuels are available to to create carbon dioxide i'm well, you not know sure what I think, you know what i think we but need it could I, think be. We, I think we need a plastic a plastic fork uh census every year right mm. every single use plastic product should just be part of a census and we know mm. how many there are and then we keep track of where they go right yes each one goes uh, you, everybody's got to keep a logbook. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so anything that is, you know, that that is purchased, it just goes on your on your re- record, right? And then they keep track. And then if if any of it doesn't end up in landfill, there's a punishment. Mm. You know, you get you get a sort of a really good. It's like a social credit thing, but it's all single use plastic based. Yeah. You know, and then yeah, they, they track come you around then. to your house, and they like turn over. You know, they go through all your drawers and stuff, mm. and they check like how many times you've been close to the ocean, and they go, yeah. "You didn't get rid of it here, did you?" Because this is what we're <laughs> going to assume, and it's going because it's it, this is it's a new legal system called uh, it's um, it's uh, thrown into the ocean until proven innocent. Yeah, really good. Yeah, that's right. They'll assume that's what you've done with it. I mean, yeah, the idea of somebody going out maybe onto a very long pier with pockets Mm. full of plastic cutlery and looking around, making sure nobody's watching, and then chucking them all into the ocean. Mm. uh, It's really good. I like to imagine that that's how it is happening. To have them up your pant leg. Yeah. And then (laughs) kicking them. Shake them out like you're in the Great Escape. Yeah, like the Great Escape getting rid of some tunnel dirt. (laughs) There at the... uh, at the at the estuary, yeah. Walk out at high at high tide, at low tide. <laughs> Hope that shake it just out all your plastic. Maybe like even mm. just like into the mud, you know, like where, where they'd be like, you know, be, you pretend like you're crabbing. Oh, I'm just also, mud. I'm just mud crabbing, and then meanwhile you know, you're uh, kind of shaking your legs in the mud, and you're just hoping that they slide out. I also think we should be more relaxed about people dumping garbage. In the open, in in like the middle of cities and stuff, you know, just you know, just opening the yeah. back of their car and chucking a whole lot of old crap out onto the footpath in front of everyone and then driving away. Yeah. And it, because because by stigmatizing that kind of behaviour, yeah. all we've done is we've made it so that those people drive out to uh, like literally to like a riverbank or something, a, a gully or a ravine, and yeah. they push it down a really steep hill where so it's A, it. really hard to get it back out again and B, yeah. likely to go into a river or down into the ocean. It should be fine. Whenever you see somebody dumping it mm. in the middle of the city, that yeah. you should applaud them and say thank you. Yeah, there should, and, the, and the gar- there should just be garbage men who are like police Right, and what they do instead, like I don't mean that they have powers to arrest you or anything like that. They're mm. they're just patrolling the streets for garbage, and they go, "Oh, look at yeah. that bit of garbage there!" <laughs> like that, and then yeah. they just go and like they go, "You're coming with me!" Like that, they actually still act like cops. Mm. Like that, oh, and they great. Find a, you know, they <laughs> and they go and they go, "What are you doing here?" They kick you a little bit on the ground, like, "Well, you know, so you're not you, a person." I'm talking. I'm, yeah, in this yeah, case, you're Andy, the garbage. You're, you're a bit of garbage. 
Mm. Not in the way that you are already, Andy. I just mean like no. actual garbage. Sure. Um, now I'm talking metaphorically. I think that this is a great idea, Andy. Removing the dumping stigma. Mm. And, you know, yeah. I think like, you know, allowing people to just dump garbage in the middle of the city and, you know, and then that way, like if you saw it, let's say you're in the middle of like Burke Street Mall or something like that in the in Melbourne and and there's actually mm. not even, cars aren't even allowed down yeah. that street, right? But you could maybe get there through like the top of like, uh, you know, through through Russell and you go to that down to that bit before it becomes just a tram area. And then you yeah, just yeah, go down yeah. there and you dump all this stuff onto the tram tracks and then you drive off and everybody starts applauding you. People around who are walking around mm. and shopping and things like that. It's really nice. And, then, and a tram and then, comes along with a special scoop on the front. That's right. Well, it doesn't have to. I think it just has, pushes it just has out of the to way. stop, and then and then just like you know, you, then you see then you see the town's you know quick response garbage people getting straight into, uh, yeah. and then they stopped. They stopped like you know five bags of garbage from going into a river, and poisoning all you know uh, our uh, our uh, sort of uh, micro algae. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean. I mean, if we, you know, I think I think it's it's very hard to achieve behaviour change yeah. in people, but we can we can do it maybe in a in you know, it's hard to do positive behaviour change, but maybe we can harness people's negative behaviours. Just removing the um, stigma of dumping exactly. garbage, you know, it's like I used to feel bad when I uh, would finish eating a. Um, like some KFC and I just dumped the bones on the ground. Mm. But that's because we had that yeah. crazy bin system. <laughs> I mean, I think there might still be bins. Oh, you I don't think, think I'm necessarily I mean, anti-bin. The next step, I mean, then, I mean, I guess if, if you were so pro-bins, then why wouldn't your idea be put some bins around for everybody to just put stuff into? Big bins. You know? I think... Eventually, every will make every piece of plastic. We'll make it sentient, right? We'll but give it some kind of life. Why would not and make, we'll make it crawl? Why not we'll make tr- the whole ground engineer it bin. to crawl somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's good too. That's good Thanks, too. Thanks, man. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. little flatworm. Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Maybe everything will be slime mold that you can give instructions to. You can say, you say harden into a a packet of, you know, to hold jubes in, little sour worms or whatever like that, Mm. right? And then it hardens and then you put a little signal into it and then you go, okay, now turn to ooze. Like, you know, when it's on the Mm. ground, it responds to the ground. It goes, it somehow knows, right? Maybe we we put a little chemical into the concrete that just, um, that lets it know, all right, now oozify and now cl- and, yeah. and then follow this, you know, and then we put a little smell signal into bins and then they they all just kind of crawl towards bins where there's a smell signal emanating from it. Maybe it's maybe it senses when it's night. Maybe it's it's we make a nocturnal plastic that mm. sleeps during the day when you yep. can use it to wrap up people's food. But then when night falls, it awakes and crawls away. Yeah, to but the that's tip. But even the food that's already been is still holding onto food. I mean, even the packaging that's still holding onto food. Yeah. No, no. But I mean, like, let's say the packaging. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like a gut's got a it's a bag of chips or it's like it's got some ham in it or something like that. If at nighttime, every time it turns to night, it turns back to ooze, that's going to contaminate the ham. I think this is going to be a great uh, Cinderella type story. Yeah. Where at, 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 at night, Cinderella turns back into slime mold. Cinder is, Cinderella is also a, she's a chip wrapper in this story. But other than that, it's the exact same story. Okay, Andy, I think we have enough, I guess I will call <sighs> yeah, them <all> ideas. Right. <laughs> um, and I think it's time for three words from a listener. Now, Andy, this one, uh, these, this listener, uh, I think I believe it would be their first time uh, submitting words. It's from Santeri Rickonen. Santeri, Santeri um, Rickonen. Rickonen could be Rickonen. Rickonen, like, but it's a double I. Oh. I would say they are potentially Icelandic or something like that, maybe. Wow. Um, or you know, a country that's that's from you know, north of Europe, like, you know, mm-hmm. northern parts of Europe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is my guess. Yeah. Where uh, vowels are able to survive eh? um, in oh, much greater that's numbers. Right. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, it could, yeah, I would say it could be one of those things. Maybe even like a, we're, we're getting close to the, uh, to the Arctic where, you know, mm. they, they are well-preserved, these vowels, and they won't get eaten. Anyway, um, Santeri, maybe Santeri, you know, I apologize, uh, has sent in three words, but um, said that, that he, he, he's got a proper job and he was now able to participate in the, pra- uh, the patronage of our wonderful podcast. And also just sent a random idea that's not connected, uh, mostly because we have been, apparently we've been very, fairly f- horny in recent episodes. <laughs> and so that we should potentially invite the number one horny dad of Aussie comedy, Josh Earl, to join us to make... Uh, to in the think tank peak horny dad podcast of Australian comedy. That's really exciting, and uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's get together a, a horny dad supergroup. Yeah. Um, now, our, I want you to know that this the three words today that you're going to have to guess they do have a theme. And then, so uh, whilst you're going to also guess the three words at the end, you're going to have to guess the theme. Okay. Right. The first word is unified. Absolutely not. Okay. No, but there is at least one similar letter. The, f- the first word is Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Okay, second Berg. word. Luxembourg. Second word, Belgium. <sighs> so I think it feels like that was close, Andy. The second word is Brussels. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Luxembourg, Brussels. The last word is Amsterdam. Bum, bum. I'm sorry, but the third word is Belgrade. Okay, Luxembourg, Brussels, <laughs> and Belgrade. Okay, well, I guess Belgrade is... Uh, where is that? Is that in the former Yugoslavia? Belgrade? Uh, Belgrade, Luxembourg. Andy. So God, I was thinking, I feel okay. so embarrassed for you that you don't know this. Because there's um, like you know the Benelux countries, obviously yeah. Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg, and that's what I was the, the first Luxembourg in, invited me to think of. Are they all places 
that have a like an international criminal court or something like that? Is that the theme? <laughs> Locations of. Um, n- n- I I'm not sure. Um, entirely sure about that, Andy. So okay. I can't. But what I can say is, uh, Santeri says that this is actually very easy, um, as these are the first three capital cities to be occupied in World War One in chronological order. <laughs> sure. So you can see how embarrassing it is that you didn't get it. <laughs> is Luxembourg, though, that's a country. Would that be considered it a is city a as well? Country. Is it both? Well, you know, the capital is Luxembourg City. Yeah, right. And so, which I guess you could shorten down to Luxembourg. Take me down to Luxembourg City where the... Uh, the cats are the, yes, dogs, f- fr- and the, and the dogs are frilly. Um, yeah, great. Okay, so we're gonna have to come up with a sketch. And uh, somebody has just appeared. Did you need to say something, Otis? No, but I'm uh, looking for the charger. <laughs> ah, yes, the charger. Well, mm. okay, hang on. No, no, no. You won't be able to just just bring it into my into my room and then put that and plug that in and then you can. Yeah, yeah. Would you be also close the door, please, Odie? Thank you so much. He said they didn't say yes. So, but they still did it, even though they didn't agree with my, you know, all my ideology of closing the door. <laughs> uh, it was a real clash. Uh, let's see. I mean, okay. what do we got? Well, well yeah, so did you say fir- the First World War or the Second World War? Well, it. It says here First World War because you know Belgrade yeah, okay. is in Serbia. In Serbia, yeah, yeah, right. And and is that where the Archduke of Austro-Hungary was killed? Was in Serbia? Is that, is uh, that what occurred to kick off World I, War One? I? I believe. Yeah. I mean, I could I could look up what city Franz Ferdinand was killed. Maybe we could start a. Uh, and I'm not saying this is a good idea, Alastair. Yeah. But we could start a a consultancy or possibly a think tank um, where what we do is basically we come up with war ideas. We come up with ideas for wars that people could have. Yeah. And we we look at all the countries in the world yeah. and we we look at ways in which we could match them up with other countries yeah, find, and find justify. Ways that, yeah. Mm, yeah. Like, it's, just fun. Sorry, I was going to say, just find ways that they could um, anger each other or, you know, like real opportunities for for uh, pulling Swifties on each other. Exactly. It's like a dating app, but for war, for countries who want to go to war. So we use maybe sophisticated algorithms mm. to find which countries are the most incompatible and therefore able to, you know, because I think this, you know, I think this would be great for... Um, for political campaigns. <laughs> the for, idea of something you know, that like you don't want invented is like an app that, that calculates using AI and sort of, you know, the latest information around mm, uh, mm. which countries it would be most beneficial for each country to to invade <laughs> and, and attack. And well, then, I mean, what's the alternative? Countries invade countries where it's not beneficial. It's not for beneficial to, where nobody I wins. Mean, <laughs> it, that feels like uh, that would be a, a much worse. So, 
I mean, it's um, all about the greatest, uh, the mm-hmm. you know, the greatest benefit for the greatest amount of people. And so, if we mm-hmm. if we stay the same, that's not a benefit. Exactly. Right. <laughs> that's just, just that's the same. Yeah. You got to do something. Benefit means getting more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, Franz Ferdinand was uh, shot in Sarajevo. Sarajevo. God, that's a good place name. Yeah. And from the one Sarajevo. photo I can some from the one photo I can see, it looks nice. Oh, there's drawings of it. I think he was wearing a really <laughs> silly hat at the time. <laughs> maybe they didn't look into into that enough. That maybe that was a bigger factor. I mean, was yeah, cuz you know, it's often a thing that they'll say you know, when if a woman gets attacked, well, what was she wearing or whatever, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then they go, well, what was he wearing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what was well, what was he wearing? You know, my goodness. Sounds like he was inciting violence. <laughs> of, of, of first world, uh, at least one world war. Mm, mm, it's just begging for it. Mm. Um, that's funny. That's yeah. funny, Alistair. <laughs> he's, um, his 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 uh, his father, as he went, as he got on the coach to go to Sarajevo, said, "Are you really going there? You're going to go there looking like that, are you? Looking like that? Well, you're going to start a first world war. You know what's <laughs> going to happen. Um, Don't come <laughs> crying to me. Uh, uh, it's it's not it's not." Anybody's fault but your own if mm. a world war breaks out. Mm. Mm. Where, uh, what, what, Arts Duke shaming. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why is it, Andy, does it, that it always feels like we kick into gear in the very last sketch or the very last well, like I think five what minutes. it is is probably because the ideas from a listener are always better than anything that we have. And yeah. we have got to the point where now like whatever reserves of little things that were kicking around in our brains that we could go to to in moments of of, of nothingness, there's nothing left there anymore. They've all been scoured. And so now we just Need we need something to be put into the machine? I know, yeah, yeah. We could. I mean, it's, they're still our ideas, but it's it's amazing. It's just like really all they're sending us is a is a finger that's pointing in a direction. Yeah, a nudge. Send us a finger, um, Alistair. I think that's all right. I think we did okay. I I don't really want to hear the sketch ideas again, but it is tradition that you read them out to me. So, yeah. Would you like to take us through them? Um. Yes, I would. We've got recycling company that collapses as a business model, right? I mm. mean, that's a that's a you know, it's a small idea. Then we got tiny bosses, which is another small idea um, mm. for people who work at home, or you know, surgery to add ergonomic designs to the human body for you know people who work at home again, and so that you or anywhere you can work from anywhere, so that the office you carry the office with that's you. That's it. Yes. Um, we got start new identities so that in 18 years you can fake your own death or and then start a new, you know, and start a new. But this is a identity agriculture, a company that offers mm. identity agriculture to so that people don't need to steal them anymore. You know, that's how we would fix it, right? How we would fix the um, problem of identity, I, I, of identity pirating. 
Mm. Um, <laughs> yes. You create an abundance of it so that they don't really have mu- that much value. And if people also have be, access to legally sourced identities, they won't need to steal them anymore. Well, especially clean ones like that, it will be it actually be more problematic to just use ones that where the people can just track you down and um exactly. you know get you in trouble. Uh ethically sourced identities. Um then we got a gravy loofah. You see? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when you hear the ideas just like this all quickly, it's yeah. not too bad. It's, it's not when too you bad. have to sit through the whole podcast and listen to the yeah, yeah, come yeah. up with it. That's, that's when it really hurts. Yeah, sure. And then we've got uh, the nappy turbine for nappy hydro, uh, mm. you know, to get extra, uh, you know, so you can get one over those people who have reusable nappies and you don't have to feel bad. It's, it's So these are, tur- these are also disposable turbines. Um. I think that we can feel happy about landfill campaign. Yeah. Um, and then I we've do. got. And then this is kind of another campaign. It's a pro dumping garbage in the city uh, campaign. And then we've got a programmable slime mold packaging. Uh, and then we've got an app that tells countries uh, the most beneficial countries that they can invade. Yes. Um, to them, and you know, was most beneficial to them. And then the Archduke shaming, uh, blaming mm. the war on what he was wearing, in particular his hat. Um, there you and go. that's the whole episode. My goodness, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to In Think Tank. We like that you did that to it and us. Don't and forget, you, you can, can find us on uh, are we st- Twitter. Are we plugging Twitter still? Yeah, we still do Twitter. Yeah, great. Uh, uh, I'm at forget, stupid old Andy. I'm at Alistair TB. Yeah, I mean, this is it's, it's like going on Twitter now is just people going, "It's burning. This place <laughs> is on fire. It's about to shut down. Everybody, <laughs> it's like abort. Find other like direct your audiences to other places." Yeah. Um, so, but you know, you can also join our Patreon, and you can watch "My Client Is Innocent." You know, a version of That's it correct. that we, after we relearned it, that went better than we probably almost any other ones that we did during Comedy Festival. I mean, oh, I still messed better. up a bunch, but you know, whatever. Um, that's you can that just if you watch it, you can see and imagine just how much I fucked up some of the Comedy Festival shows. <laughs> <laughs> On one night, I tried to do a spin. That was probably the best thing that night. That probably was the funniest thing that happened. (laughs) I just laughed because I was like, ah, I thought I could add a spin. And then afterwards, people were like tweeting me, go keep the spin in. Yeah. I think that what they wanted was me failing at doing the spin. Well, that's art in itself. Hey, everybody, we love you. you. Take care. Thank you. Au revoir. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.